President Tsai Ing-wen on Monday presided over the inauguration ceremony of several officials for the Executive Yuan and Examination Yuan, as well as some new envoys to Taiwan's foreign missions. The event was also attended by Vice President Lai Qingde and Presidential Office Secretary General David Lee. One of the biggest promotions was that of Foreign Ministry spokesperson Joanne Oh, who will now be Taiwan's de facto ambassador to New Zealand. Oh sp speaks fluent English and Spanish and was the youngest foreign ministry spokesperson ever appointed in Taiwan. The issue of whether to lengthen conscription has been the focus of media attention, but so far no decision on the matter has been announced. Today, the presidential office confirmed that President Tsai Ing-wen will announce a decision on the matter at a press conference tomorrow. During a press conference on Monday, President Tsai Ing-wen would not confirm whether conscription would be lengthened. However, the presidential office said in a statement that Tsai would hold a press conference again the next day, where she would speak on the issue and would answer questions from the press. Extending conscription is a major policy decision for a country. The Ministry of National Defense is currently coordinating with other government agencies. I think that once plans are finalized and when the time is right, we will be explaining the situation to everyone. Defense Ministry officials were tight-lipped, but reports say that at a planned meeting tomorrow, officials will resolve to extend the length of conscription. If so, starting January 1, 2024, all men born in 2005 or after will be required to serve in the military for one year, up from four months. However, the issue has caused tension between the ruling DPP and the opposition KMT, who claim the DPP is planning to change the approval procedure so that the extension does not have to go through a review by the KMT. The DPP administration is always trying to shirk responsibility for their actions. Now they want the legislature, including the KMT, to endorse this amendment. I think it's William Tseng's logic that's confused. How could it be me with a logic problem? In regard to this issue, I think the opposition party must clearly indicate whether they want to be part of the review process or not. Of course, we respect the input of all parties. The matter couldn't be simpler. The issue of conscription length remains a point of contention between the two major parties, but the conflict may finally come to an end tomorrow. Details are out for the New Year's Day flag-raising ceremony to take place outside the presidential office. This time around, the slogan for the event is Together We Can, with visuals highlighting Taiwan's links with a democratic world. Among other acts, the event will feature marching bands from two local high schools. Drumsticks in hand and hitting a pipe, they fill the room with a beat. The presidential office on Monday announced the slogan for its flag-raising ceremony on January 1st, Together We Can. The visuals for the event aim to convey resilience and unity, showing radial lines converging on Taiwan. The artwork is meant to represent Taiwan as a part of the democratic and free world, gathering energy to shine together with its partners. Taiwanese people don't shy away from challenges. We protect ourselves while lending a helping hand to other countries. With more challenges on the horizon on the fronts of economy, politics and freedom, we must keep a stable step as we leap forward. Unlike the previous editions of the ceremony, the marching band from Taipei First Girls High School will be absent, as they will be in the U.S. for the Rose Parade. The marching bands from Jianguo High School and Zhongshan Girls High School will be putting on the show instead. This time around, we will have the marching bands from Zhongshan Girls High School and Jianguo High School. 
whose infective positive energy will delight everyone. Last year, Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe inspected the march from the ground, even amid the cold weather. Reporters asked organizers whether that would be the case again. We've asked him to come between 5 and 5.30 in the morning and we'll invite him into the presidential office. Organizers said Ke would not be left out in the cold. With only a few days until the new year, Taiwan is getting ready to usher in 2023 with a new look. Have you ever wondered what happens to lost items on trains? In addition to storing the items at a lost and found counter at the nearest station where they were found, the Taiwan Railways Administration has also been delivering lost items to the stations requested by customers. But now the TRA thinks this system isn't working for them, as people who make these requests often don't bother to pick up their stuff. So, starting after the Lunar New Year, the TRA will start charging a delivery fee. The new delivery fee is calculated according to the weight of the lost item and the mileage involved in its delivery. It can range from 34 NT to 53 NT. In addition, if the item is not collected within two days, there is a daily storage fee of 25 NT. According to the TRA, more than 10,000 items of lost property are available each month for pickup. Take Taipei Main Station as an example. The most common lost items are umbrellas, beanies, scarves, and water bottles. There's still weeks to go before the Lunar New Year, but business is already heating up for banquet companies. With COVID restrictions loosened, families are eager to go out and enjoy a holiday feast. One vendor says tables are currently 80% booked, even after adding three banquet halls to meet demand. Juicy lobster is topped with a Thai-style golden curry, which can also be enjoyed on white bread. These pork ribs are sweet and savory and fragrant with garlic. Sprinkle on some ground nuts for a new dimension of flavor. The curry in the curry lobster is mainly inspired by Thai cuisine. The ribs are a more labor-intensive dish. They're made with garlic onions and some other vegetables. They're marinated for two days and then steamed. Then they're finished in the oven before serving. Anticipating a market worth 6 billion NT, caterers are rushing to prepare for Spring Festival. Besides complex specialty dishes, traditional favorites are also on the menu. Sweet ginseng chicken soup, Buddha jumping over the wall in a bowl bursting with ingredients, refreshing arctic serve clam tossed with vegetables, and finally, a cinnamon apple pie and colorful fruit platter. It's a mouth-watering feast that's driving sales fast. Over the past two years, because of the pandemic, there was a decline in spring festival sales. This year, bookings are back with a vengeance. Customers were asking about tables as early as two months ago. Currently, we're about 80% booked. Before, we only offered one banquet hall, but now we've opened up four, and they're all nearly full. Dining in is bouncing back, but there are lots of ready-to-eat dishes to take home too. One fast food chain has launched Chinese imperial cuisine like Beijing-style braised pork and orange spare ribs. Meanwhile, a steamed bun brand is offering honey-glazed ham and radish cake with an eye on big sales over Spring Festival. We're coming to the very end of December and it's cold outside. Down products are more and more popular among consumers looking to stay warm and trendy. 
but there's a wide range of quality and down products. Do you know how to spot the high quality from the knockoff? We take a look at what makes a down garment reliable and how to check out a product before you buy. Winter is here and many of us are embracing down jackets to keep cozy. But with hundreds of designs on the market, how can you choose the best buy? We get some tips from the experts. You can try, for example, touching the product. If you can feel with your hands some of the feathers, tips or the quills, if there are lots of those, that means it contains less down. You can't go by sight alone in choosing a quality down jacket. Give the product a squeeze and check the quality of the seams. The padding inside is very important too, and while you can't cut it open to have a look, you can check the label for three important points. The down content, the fill power, and the fluffiness. A standard down garment should in theory state extremely clearly its down content on the label. A high down content such as 90% will certainly be better than 80%. The down content figure tells you what proportion of the garment is made of down. The higher it is, the warmer the clothing should be. The fill power tells you how much air the down can trap. That's dependent on its level of fluffiness. The higher the fluffiness, the toastier the jacket. There are two points to note when buying down products. Firstly, identify its supposed label. Secondly, identify the factory batch of our industrial association member. The Council of Agriculture has launched a new system to promote standards in the down industry. The Taiwan Down and Feather Traceability Audit System, or TTAS for short, helps consumers identify the best and warmest down products on the market. Analysts say Taiwan's economy may have to turn inward next year as inflation keeps demand for exports low. Even then, Taiwan's construction sector in November saw its fourth straight month of downturn to hit its lowest low since May of 2020. Experts say that amid the uncertainties, the National Stabilization Fund won't be removing itself from the stock market just yet. Monday was a sluggish day for Taiwan shares, with barely much change throughout the day. Investors are adopting a conservative stance as they wait to see whether the National Stabilization Fund will stay with the market until the Lunar New Year. The Taiwan Institute of Economic Research says it's not optimistic about Taiwan's economic performance in 2023. Exports are shrinking substantially in Taiwan, China, Japan and South Korea. All this inflation that has been building up has really had some impact on demand. For next year, Taiwan will need to rely on the domestic market for economic growth. According to TIA's latest report, falling demand and inventory adjustments caused exports, production and export orders to fall in November. It was, however, a rise from October. Over in the construction sector, it's been four straight months of downturn, amid high inflation, rising interest rates and crackdowns on housing speculation. The sector has hit its lowest point since May 2020. Property transactions in November grew by 8.6% in the six special municipalities from the previous month, but when compared to the previous year, it was a drop of 28.5%. That was the November with the fewest transactions in the past six years. Though Taiwan's borders are open once again, rising international raw material prices, inflation and interest rates are putting a question mark over Taiwan's prospects for 2023. 
Taiwan reported 14,162 local COVID infections on Monday. Health officials say it's looking like Taiwan will see another wave of COVID that will peak in February. Let's hear from the CECC. There are 14,162 local COVID cases. That's an increase of 37% from last week. From our preliminary estimates, we expect the week of the peak to average 30,000 infections a day. We expect the wave to peak in early February. Health officials say the wave could peak after the Lunar New Year break. So far in Taiwan, more than 8.62 million people have been infected by the Omicron subvariant, resulting in 15,000 deaths. That makes it the third highest cause of death for this year after cancer and cardiovascular disease. To help reduce energy consumption and reduce emissions, the government is encouraging people to replace outdated home appliances. A subsidy for new appliances has been extended, and now a tax rebate is being offered until June 2023, boosting the total per-appliance savings to up to 5,000 NT. The economics ministry says it hopes the measures will result in the replacement of more than half a million fridges and air conditioners. The Lunar New Year is upon us, and in the spirit of out with the old and in with the new, the Economics Ministry has announced the extension of subsidies for green appliances. Households buying power-efficient air conditioners or fridges to replace old ones may apply for a 3,000 NT subsidy per appliance. You can also apply for a 2,000 NT tax rebate. So, in effect, you can get 5,000 NT back per fridge or air conditioner. This is the highest subsidy ever offered. The tax rebate will be offered until June 14, 2023. Customers should buy their new appliances as soon as possible. Statistics show that air conditioners and fridges account for around 40% of a household's electricity usage. Nationwide in Taiwan, there are still roughly 7 million old appliances in use. Manufacturers are responding to the situation, producing newer, more energy-efficient appliances to save energy. Our Frostwash 2.0 technology kills bacteria inside the AC unit, which creates a new standard for indoor air purification. Cleaning the inside of the AC unit allows for a highly efficient operation, which means power savings and healthier breathing. To help the government achieve its goal of net zero carbon emissions by 2050, the Economics Ministry will offer subsidies for 640,000 new home appliances. It hopes the measure will save 672 million kilowatt hours of electricity, which is equivalent to the annual electricity consumption of 180,000 households. The National Agricultural Technology Competition is a chance for high school students to show off their tech prowess. This year, the top prize, the Golden Hand, went to Na Tingwei from National Hualien Agricultural High School. The school is famous for its exceptional football team, and that's the real reason Na is at the school. The keen athlete once dreamed of being a professional footballer, but now he says technology is where it's at. Seen here in the school's red football gear, midfielder Na Tingwei is training hard. He moved here three years ago from his native Taoyuan to pursue his interest in football. Hualien Agricultural High is famous for the sport. I've been playing football about 12 years. When I started, I wanted to be a professional footballer. 
His specialty is controlling the pace of the teams on the pitch. He works very hard. He has to go to his classes as well as train. Apart from his passion for the ball, Na is studying biological and mechanical sciences at school and has a whole other string to his bow. If he spends all day out on the pitch, in the evening it's time to knuckle down in the classroom, building or disassembling machines like this one. The students do everything from the electronics to pneumatics and even writing the code. The practice paid off at the 2022 National Agricultural Technology Competition, where now won first place. It's hard to win against the stronger schools from the West, so for him to win first place this time, he did need luck, as well as a certain degree of skill. I'm quite interested in it, so actually, in the future, I'd like to go into high-tech industry. Winning the Golden Hand has given the student a boost of confidence. His teachers hope he'll keep working hard to develop the technology of tomorrow. Are you getting a new calendar for the new year? How about one packed with cultural references? Each day, it features excerpts from Taiwanese literature. Its creators hope it will inspire love of written words in a new generation. But in this digital age, is there a market for an old age paper calendar? Let's find out. Printed paper is loaded into a machine. It can produce 10,500 calendars in one hour. At this time of year, the printers are run off their feet with desktop, monthly and daily calendars. But among all the options, this one is causing the biggest stir. Flip through the days and here's a well-known song. A few pages later, a quote from a famous literary author. The calendar has a fresh literary surprise for 365 days and a solid fan base. Taiwan actually has a great many excellent literary works, but they lack attention. People don't know these Taiwanese works. How can we promote Taiwanese art in a creative way? We thought of a slogan, open a bookstore on the 23 million desks of Taiwan. Entrepreneur and literature lover Liu Junyou pioneered the calendar. Over five years, the team has published the calendar with a different theme each year. In 2019, the theme was Taiwanese authors, in 2020, female authors, and in 2022, there's a blessing phrase for each day. In five years, sales have grown tenfold, with revenue now more than 30 million NT. Papers having a bit of a comeback, I've noticed. It's a bit like how we don't need vinyl records anymore, but people are collecting them. The calendar has ignited a storm. Every day features a splash of color, a curious factoid, a notable saying, and a bit of astrology. Even astrologer Jesse Tang and YouTuber Hook have made contributions. Paper may be on the decline, but this calendar shows that the right bit of paper can still make all the difference. In Jianghua, a local fishermen's association has bucked the trend of inflation and decided to slash prices on its big New Year seller, Kabayaki eel. But other seafood delicacies are more expensive than ever after a series of poor harvests. Inflation and the warm weather we're having are both playing havoc with the farmer's business. We take a look at the state of the seafood market in the countdown to the Lunar New Year. A glazed kabayaki eel is barbecued on one side. The glistening fish looks and smells delectable. 
I've had it four times in one day and I still want more. These packs of sliced kabayaki eel are the secret weapon of the local fishermen's association. They sold more than 20 tons this year. As we approach Lunar New Year, sales just keep increasing. Inflation is pushing up prices everywhere right now, but the association has taken the opposite tack, slashing prices on their gift bags as a thank you to loyal customers, old and new. They used to be 1,800 NT for a kilo. We lowered that to 1,600 NT for a kilo. We want consumers to be able to try some high-end fish products. The eel fry catch was on the small side this year, say fishers. But with prices stable, they decided to lower the price and hope for higher sales volume. They see it as an early New Year gift for their customers. Gaoliang liquor creates a gentle flame on which to toast this cured fish row. But this, for many the must-eat treat of the season, has been impacted by a warm winter. The harvest has been small and prices have had to go up. The catch is still very small. We harvested at least 40% less than normal, and the prices for the basic materials to produce cured fish roe have increased by at least 20% or more. Kabayaki eel and cured fish roe are both staples of a Lunar New Year feast table. One is cheaper this year, the other more dear. But with everyone keen to enjoy a proper festive season after the pandemic's austerity, will it make much difference? Many cooks will still splash the cash if necessary.